Hey there, friends. He Said, He Said is brought to you by Bar Sue, your friendly, slightly divey neighborhood cocktail bar located at 1407 14th Avenue in Seattle. So next time you're on the hill with your girlfriends and you're a little thirsty, stop by Bar Sue and get a drink. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Now let's get this show started. Well, we're back for episode two of this week. Good God Almighty. Yes, yes, we are. Ooh, bitch. Ooh, someone is tipsy in this bipsy. Okay, well, first of all, the someone must be you because I'm fine. I swear you are like an elevator, bitch. You go up and as soon as we press record, you go down. Oh, I don't go down. I am professional. There's a difference. I'm a lady and I Who love are you? tea. Who are you? Who I'm are you? Jay. Oh, that's so great. I love that you're Jay. And I'm Ray. <laughs> And we are, he said, he said the podcast that is back to make a go. Hmm. So this is part two of the episode that hopefully you have listened to, which was part one, which went live on Wednesday. Mm, Yes, ma'am. All right. So it's Friday and we are wanting to continue because the um, week was a plethora. The tea was just too high. It was a plethora. (laughs) <laughs> of topics that we just real. did not have enough time not to go shimmy through. Your motherfucking spaghetti strap one top. week. So we're gonna skip like the how was your week because because our same week is still the same week, bitch. We were in Vegas. We had a great fucking bingo time. was lit. Bingo was very lit. If you weren't there, please come next time. We're gonna still be there because um, it's what it's May and through June through July. So in June, come. All right, so the first topic in Unfiltered and Unbothered in our extra episode this week is Mama June. So we talked about Mama June, I don't know, a few episodes ago. We were talking about how, what? She owns everything. Not exactly. Um, But Mama June was arrested at a gas station. Child, her and her (laughs) lover. And her... Fian? Are they affianced? Her fiance. They're fi- uh, they're affianced, bitch. Yes. Mm, okay, bitch. Um, so affianced with a controlled substance. <laughs> affianced, not affianced. Oh, affianced. <laughs> so they were arrested, and there was like crack, and I think a crack pipe allegedly. Her longtime boyfriend Eugene Doke was yes, also arrested yes. for third degree domestic violence. Right, because there was this incident that happened at this gas station. So she probably wanted a Snickers and he wanted a Reese's, mm-hmm. and they got an argument. No, I don't know about that. But uh, so in true Mama June family form, they are actually televising her mm-hmm. intervention. Well, I read the Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. She's not with Sugar Bear anymore. No, but I read he he was interviewed, child. Okay. And he said, and? I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised because <laughs> I didn't know June was going to do something like this. <laughs> Look at her on TV. You would think something no. just ain't right. No, no. We're concerned about what's right. going on to, to Alana. She may have to come stay with us because her mama sure can't take care of her right now. That's your act. That's your Southern accent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, apparently sh- Mama June needs help. And her family recognized this and they sat down with her and staged an intervention. And this intervention is going to be televised, of course, on, I think, WeTV. 
at some point. And it was with Dr. Ish or Ish. I don't know. Major. I don't know who that is. Her family pled with her to strengthen. I'm sorry. Straighten. Mm, Well, (laughs) I'm tipsy or not because I'm drinking (laughs) bottles of vodka with straws in them. (laughs) Bitch, get your life together. To straighten out her life, which appears to mostly be falling on deaf ears. So it's interesting because you know that Mama June is on this um, She was the ugly swan. No, it was not. She was on the ugly swan where she had the, um, the remake of her body. It was not ugly swan. What's it called? I don't know, man. Do the oh, research. Oh, like, from from hot to not from not to okay, hot. Okay, gr- from hot to not. Don't don't come or not here. to hot, bitch. How you go from hot to not? No, it's from yeah, not yeah, to hot. You're right. You're right. But don't come in here. You gotta have the receipts. Well, okay. child, I have receipts that you ain't even talking about. <laughs> from bitch, not I to have, hot, I have coupons. Okay, coupon queen. <laughs> okay, so from hot to from not to hot. Let me get that right. Um, so this is going to be a part of all of that where they're sitting down with her. The road to intervention is what the special is going to be called. It is. And Alana, AKA honey boo boo breaks down crying at one point saying she wants to move back home. So apparently she's been living with her older sister, pumpkin, Mm, pumpkin spice. If if for anyone who actually watched the um, honey she boo She was the one that had a child. Yes. She was the older one. She had a child. So apparently Alana's been living with her. And Alana wants to come home, but she wants her mom to do better. So it's just like, I don't know. So for me, Did you, but wait, I, the- I take issue with this whole idea of televising your intervention. So it's like. But you watch 600 Pound Life? I do. It's good. But listen, did you hear the scene though? The one scene in the special, babe, that I need you to, I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. or heard. Okay. So paramedics tell June that they suspect that she's been suffering many strokes. TIAs? Uh huh. Oh, no. And in a heated argument breaks out between her and her fiance, who says he refuses to go to oh, the hospital. Oh, he's involved with in her. this? Mm hmm. Okay. And he said, if she had a stroke, I'll come to your fun- funeral. That's, not that's what he said. I just laughed. So I just want to full say, disclosure. I just laughed, but that's not funny. What I just want to say is like I I firmly believe what happened with Mama June because I always thought in previous interviews Mama June had a good head on her shoulders. Um, so because, did I. Like, she was like a doing coupon, the shows, coupon queen, and she was yes. securing the bag. Yeah, she, she was, was a coupon putting, queen. She was cheap still. That like, was her whole thing. She still lived in that little right. little thing by the um the house by the by railroad. the railroad. <laughs> And she was fine with it, right? They had a little slip and slide for the summertime. They wasn't getting a pool. They had a slip and slide. She put ketchup for um in her macaroni in her no her spaghetti. spaghetti. Yes. Um, and I just thought like she had a you know she was still like the country bumpkin that she was gonna be forever, just with a little bit extra. They bought it. They bought with the money they had. They bought it like a F one fifty. No, and they also so what I had read was that they that she. She put money aside for the kids, like mm, like good. for Honey Boo Boo, like for school. But then I think what happened is her and um, Sugar Bear had issues. She went from not to hot. She got skinny. Sugar Bear allegedly has some like issues. It, yeah. Issues. So yes. We'll just leave it there. Issues. Um, well, Ish- I think issues. that she started being with Eugene or Gino, what they call him, and you know, money, power, respect, and less what what turned into. 
you know, jug you sit. Oh my God. Are you burping a whole house? Are you like burping whistle while you work? Um, so you know what, you know what, Mama June, what what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Why? Why do you have to put my business out there? Oh, Jesus. Nobody can hear that. Just so you all know, I am not tipsy. No one can hear that. And you feel the need. Oh, bless Mama June. To put my bless no, Mama bitch. June. I no. really I, I, I bless Mama June because ultimately I don't want her to be messy in these streets for her kids. And ultimately I don't want her to go I don't want her to be like dead in these streets either because of doing overdose of cocaine and crack and all that other stuff. Mm. Ultimately, it's messy, and I agree with you. Really, Ray, you I, don't you don't want to see her? I don't, and oh, don't you the one that laughed? Well, laughed bitch, what? with the stroke comment. Oh wait, I don't remember laughing at that. I have to listen to oh, that back. My God, <laughs> full disclosure, I passed I him the water. No, no. Uh, so uh, I ultimately also just want to say that you know drugs are a dangerous thing, and money is not for everybody, uh, and that's that. So moving on to Kanye West, uh, he is in these streets because he has most recently been uh, interviewed by David Letterman for his Netflix show, um, and it's the first interview on this upcoming. What's season. the Netflix show called? What dear? is it called, dear? Hmm, what's it called? No water in your system. No, Drunk bitch, you fat. tell me. Tell me. No, you tell me. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And my next guest is. Oh, bitch. Mm-hmm. And his next guest yes. is Kanye Mess. Uh-huh. So he is being interviewed, and he reemerges, and he has lots to say. We just want to preface this whole topic that saying that mental health is a real thing. Uh, I think it's safe to say that we lost a good one, and he's so lost in what's happening with, um, and delusional about what's happening. He's consumed by these just crazy thoughts so he came out and said that we have to feel this we don't have to he said we don't have to feel the same way about things and this is his thing about trump we don't have to feel the same way but the right we have a right to feel how we want to feel and we have the right to have a conversation a dialogue not a diatribe 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 Mm -hmm. bitches you know i'm not good at this stuff when he asked if he voted for jump trump west again confirmed that he has never voted a day in his life a fact that letterman then does says who then says to him then you don't have anything to say in this you don't have any say in this i think that we just ultimately have to um remind everyone that kanye is I'm lumping him in with our previous episode with Monique and Azalea Banks, clickbait celebrity. Um, Kanye has been on Keeping Up with the Kardashians this season pretty dominantly. Uh, and ultimately, he this is what he likes. He likes to be in the headlines. He All likes right. to be... I'm sorry. So we got to go back. <laughs> Apparently, you need water. Because No, no, no. No, no, no. So I was listening. You never really said what Kanye said. I did, but go ahead. Okay, what did you say? Say no, it again. I'm not repeating it. You go say ahead, it again. Since you have the notes. Go ahead. Mm, okay, great. So, <laughs> Kanye, so we know he is um, a contrarian. Google it. Um, and essentially what he said in this interview with Letterman is that liberals bully people who are Trump supporters. So I'm going to go back. Liberals bully people who are Trump supporters. Oh, geez. 
So it's interesting because what he's basically saying is that, you know, those who wear the Make America Great Again hat, that they are being um, unjustifiably, you know, treated, treated in a bad way because of these these caps that they're wearing. And it's interesting because what he says is that he wears the Make American Great Again hat or Make Make America Great Again hat. And that it's not about politics. That it's about ending the mm-hmm. stigma around expressing support for the president. Well, he needed to end the stigma around expressing okay, support for mental health. Okay, now you can go Because I'm like, you never said what he, what he actually did. What he, what he said. Well, ultimately, I believe that Kanye is delusional. He, um, furthermore, in the conversation, he explains that the composition um, of um, Sunday service was for him to kind of carry this inspiration from his previous door with you two. that he ultimately feels like he's going to change the world through this body of work or effort of Sunday um, service he thinks that Trump supporters don't need to be bullied. He's just, I ultimately just believe, and I, I believe this in my heart of heart, and is that Kanye is 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 victim of the Kardashian effect, and the oh, Kardashian no, effect, no, 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 is no. okay. Well, this is my opinion, so let me say it. I don't okay? agree. <laughs> he ultimately isn't becoming a celebrity. Not an artist. He's been a celebrity. But he's living in the celebrity, not in the artistry. And he's been so consumed about things that don't really matter to... um, When I say don't matter, I mean don't matter to his artistry or shouldn't be what his artistry is, what he's known for. And it's becoming what he's known for. He's known for being erratic. He's known for just like saying anything to hear... Have he's, he's He's the type of person I think that's in the room... That will disagree with you just to be the person in the room disagreeing. Right. I said he's he's a contrarian, but so you said what you said. That's fine. That's what you believe. So defend it. So how do you think the Kardashian effect or the Kardashians have created the situation that we're in now? Because well, we Kim him does not support Trump. him mentally. She is saying that, like, she has gone on record saying that she feels as though that she cannot um, tell him what to do because of who he is. So, so she, so what you're saying right now gives me the impression that she disagrees with him. So, why are you blaming the Kardashians for his foolery and not him? I'm blaming Kim for not being the supportive wife and telling him to take his medicine. Disguising them as Tic Tacs. <laughs> She's so busy about showing us no. the the sink in her bathroom and the TV that comes up the floor and uh, uh, taking credit for getting people out of jail. But she's not worried about her husband out in these streets saying these just outlandish things. She's able to have a conversation with lawmakers about why it's why these people should be out of jail but she's not able to have a conversation with her husband who she just had a fourth child with around how his words mean things and he's dismissing a big part of his culture that he's not that he should identify with and he doesn't i mean so first of all it still remains to be seen what kim k's role is in releasing these you know people who are getting released okay that's separate, but I just 
I am not a Kardashian fan. Never have been. Never will be. But I feel like we are going a step beyond and a step too far to blame Kim Kardashian or anyone else but for I'm, Kanye's fuckery. For clarity, I'm not blaming her. Well, that's I'm the way it sounds. She she's a part of the problem. Okay. So you're saying it's a part of it. Yes. Okay. It's not all her. Okay. That's that's it's a, not all that's Chris a Jenner. It's not but it she's a part of the continuation of a problem. Okay. She's not willing to have that conversation. If she can't pull a mirror up to her husband, then who can? I would agree with you there. And I would say that she should be a part of the solution. But um, I don't know how much a part of the problem she is just because I feel like Kanye is a very strong personality. And it's like, you're a strong personality as an example. But Mm -hmm. I, so like, I personally know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. and how to assert my own dominance within that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like oh. so I I would not blame any I would not so blame I'm Kanye Kanye and you're Kim <laughs> absolutely not I'm just <laughs> is that what you're saying is I'm messy <laughs> and I'm a big personality but you've learned how to be the better Kim than Kim that's not what I'm saying oh, okay that's what I heard that's but that's not what I'm saying so what so I'm do saying, I take my medicine what I'm saying. Is that I said what I said. Right, but I would I see you. But I would never say that someone else is justified in saying that you are responsible for my actions as your husband. Or that because you didn't do X, Y, and Z, that that's why I did A, B, and C. That's not how it works. Like I'm a grown ass man. Kanye is but, a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. Your your spouse has a role to play. Your spouse has um, you know, um influence to exert on that relationship. But ultimately, what I do is because I decided to do it. But I will argue And what Kanye does is because he decided to do I it. I will argue that it's up if they're no longer singular celebrities. They are a packaged celebrity group, right? No. And I would agree. Like they're they're Kim and Kanye. Like they're not Kim and they're not Kanye. That's they are, fine, but they I, are and they present themselves on this TV show as a group, as it as a uh, a unit. And ultimately okay. at the end of the day, she needs to be able to, you know, stick up for herself and for her children. And tell him that what he's saying, and and tell her she she's gonna be a lawyer. She needs to be able to have these um, debates and conversations. And if she can't practice at home, where's she gonna practice? <laughs> she needs to let him know, like it's not okay in for the courtroom, bitch. It's not okay. She's gonna say, "I object." <laughs> it's not okay for you to say that Trump supporters are being bullied because ultimately Trump is a bully. He is such a bully. So she needs to be able to have these conversations. Stop worrying about your KKW and your waist trainer and worry about what's happening in your home and not the sink and the TV bitch, your husband. So just for for like five seconds, going back to this whole idea of what Kanye said, what he said on the Letterman um, show that's on Netflix, which we haven't... It, I think it comes out on the 30th. Yes. 31st. 31st. That's Friday. So it's not even out yet, but this is just like sound bites from it. So like obviously someone's smart. They're like, yes, we want everyone to watch. Okay, great. So going back to that, my thing with Kanye is that... And, and, and my thing with Kanye really... 
extends beyond just Kanye, where it's like, I have a problem with people who are just wanting to play devil's advocate or be contrary or play contrarian just for the sake of it, where it's like, no, that's not what that position is for. That position is for people who really feel that way, who they're like, okay, you should think about it a different way. But if you just want to say, well, why didn't you think about it this way just to say it? That doesn't work. And I love the fact that Letterman allegedly calls him on it and says, uh, but you didn't vote. And that means so you, you have, have any, no say. You have no say. And I agree with that. It's like you didn't fucking vote. And now you want to you have the fucking nerve, the unadulterated gall. Ooh, come on. To step forward and say, oh, guys, I didn't vote. I wasn't a part of the process. But I think you should think about it this way. Fuck you, Kanye West. Fuck you. This is separate from all of my fuck yous I've ever given to the Kardashians. Because fuck them too. But this is reserved just for you. You are not a part of the solution. You're a part of the fucking problem. So when you come out and you say, Hey guys, this is how I feel, and you should vote your heart. You should vote the, the vote the way you feel. Then maybe I'll have respect for you. But when you say I have never voted a day in my life, dot dot dot. Oh my! Well, <laughs> fuck unfiltered, unbothered. Move on to our one and only topic, and what happened was, and then we have something special for you. What's the topic, and what happened was? Oh, so a perfectly healthy dog. Oh shit! Recently was killed, <laughs> so it could be buried with its own buried with buried. That was so Philly oh, Delco of yes, me. Yes, Philly. Um, buried with Philly. its owner, as per the owner's will. So, um, Ray, what are your thoughts on this? So that's ridiculous. I mean, I just ridiculous. have my thing ridiculous. is I think it's okay for you to have a will, and I think it's okay for you to have such love with your dog that you feel like you need to be with your dog. However, my concern about this topic is what if the dog wasn't ready to die? It could have okay. been a perfectly so, healthy dog. The dog was perfectly healthy, which means it was not ready to die. We already know that. You part know, of and it. <laughs> I just want to say that like I love Max, our dog, but I don't want him to be buried with us. Low now, key, I, low key. Someone said to me, and I'm just gonna let you know this. I'm not gonna tell you who, but someone was like, "Oh, that's something, Josh. That's something Jay would do." Oh, I know, I know who said that already. <laughs> I wouldn't want him buried with me, but I definitely want a plot of land for him to be next to me. <laughs> His spirit. You know, I love Max, our five pound Chihuahua. Uh, so okay, so. Level set. Emma, a healthy Shizu mix, was euthanized to fulfill her late owner's dying wish that the dog be put down and then laid to rest with her. That's so the the dog arrived at the Chesterfield County Animal Shelter in Chesterville, Virginia, on March eighth after her owner's death, 
where she stayed for two weeks during that time. Was it like a spa? No, bitch. It's a shelter. That's a that's shelter. So rude. Shelter like, that and That should have been your will. They should go to a doggy spa. Shelter and spa are he two should, different they, The dog should have had like a deep tissue massage. <laughs> should have had some marijuana, bitch. And it, it would have been good. CBD, CBD treats. <laughs> but you're going to have be in these. Like, I just think that's so selfish. During that time that she was in the shelter... Um, the shelter was in contact with the executor of the dead woman's estate trying to keep the dog alive. And on March 22nd, the executor of the owner's estate came to the shelter to get the dog. Spokeswoman for the shelter, Chesterfield. Oh, my God. I'm like, now I'm really, I'm starting. County police told CNN. So the shelter, again, offered to have the dog signed over and be adopted out, but the executor declined. So ultimately, they chose to have this dog put down so it could be buried with the oh. dead owner. That feels so fucked up to me. It feels like a level of privilege, the likes of which is just like unprecedented. It just feels ultimately selfish. It is completely selfish. And usually, you know, privilege comes with a level of selfishness. And it's I mean, just like, I don't understand that. I don't understand why you would even feel like that's like appropriate. Apparently, just, they, she crazy. doesn't care. It's crazy. She doesn't care. Because she, how old is this person? I have no idea. Yeah, I couldn't find that either. <laughs> um. Okay, so that is our, what had happened was. Oh my gosh, that should, was so short. Because, I mean, there wasn't a lot of topics. You so, brought that up and it's like, oh, that's it? Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and then come back with something super exciting in celebration of our one year. So be back yes, in a few. The a end word. of our one year. Can you believe it? It's been a fucking year. I can't believe it. Okay, go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, bitch. You're, oh, I, you know what? It's fine. We'll be back. Most of us would agree that the Battle of the Bulge can be a real bitch. So we've decided to partner with HitLab right here in West Seattle. That's high-intensity interval training. It's the workout you've been looking for in a great location with a community feel and warmth some of the fruit-inspired chains simply cannot offer. And if you're wondering where to find them, just find them on the internet at hitlab.com. That's H-I-I-T lab, L-A-B dot com. And if you're here in Seattle, guess what? We got you an offer. That is $7 for one week. That's $1 a day for unlimited classes for you new users. That sounds like an awesome deal. So we'd love to see you there. So we're not the only one sweating out our blowouts in the interest of health and wellness. Now, let's get back into the show. And we're back. Well, as we as promised, we sent out on Instagram, right? Remember this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On Instagram, asking our listeners to submit questions for us as a a special segment that we're going to call Question. Uh, And it's basically in celebration of our one year. We wanted to give back to our listeners by providing insight into what this mess has created between Ray and I and topics that maybe you as our listeners want us to talk about. So we'll get started with the first one, Ray. I'll start here. I think it's pretty fitting to start with this one. Has the pod project taught you anything new about each other? Ray, you go first. No, you say you're going to start. So start. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say, um, and this is to our listener, Kyle. 
Uh, I wouldn't say that uh, it has taught me anything new about Ray. I would say it just has challenged me uh, to accept Ray um, for who he is even more. What does and, that mean? Like, because, you know, we just have different work ethic and work work approach, rather, and how we handle stress is different. And, you know, I've, I've had to like, really... Oh, know, my God, we have... <laughs> We have a different work ethic. Please tell me more about that. Like, it's just not what ethic probably isn't the word I'm looking it's for. Not, it's more okay. so like uh, our approach to the to to the to do's is are just different. <laughs> so it's really has it magnified, you know, that and it's caused there's been moments of friction. There has been moments of, you know, realization. There has been also it, it marries into moments of appreciation for the other person. So. That's what I've learned is that I should appreciate what I'm not because you are that. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to to take that as a positive, <laughs> even though like I'm just I I didn't feel that way at the you beginning. You didn't drink enough water, um, so you, but <laughs> you lost so, in the sauce with no cheese. Kyle, I have not learned anything new about Jay that I didn't already know because I I will be actually pretty frightened if I learn something new about Jay after being together for as long as we've been together. What I would say is that the pod has actually created a new dynamic in our relationship, um, which is something that we've kind of discussed. We went over a little bit on the, the glow up podcast when we were on there last week where, you know, kind of like tips for like working with your significant other, because what you find is that your working relationship is not exactly like your personal relationship, at least for us, but is pretty similar and I feel like for us, what um, I've learned is that we really have to be very vigilant and very um, cognizant of drawing the line between where the pod ends and where personal mm, life begins yeah, yeah. and, you know, vice versa. So it's like it's just very important for us to make sure that we're setting si- setting time aside for the pod that is separate from our personal relationship. Mm-hmm. But no, I, to answer the question, no, I don't feel like I've learned anything new about Jay through this whole process. I mm-hmm. think that if anything, it's just, it's a matter of being very um, aware of where the pod mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. and where Jay and Ray begin. Well, look at God. <laughs> Next question is from um, wandering underscore alien. One of our listeners. Uh, the question is, Ray, if you you'll start this one. I if will. you could have okay. one celebrity guest on your podcast, who would it be and why? Oh, I mean, okay, so that's weird. That that's not weird. I'm sorry. It's t- it's a tough one. Okay, if, so what's the question? What's the answer? No, bitch? but I you mean, can have, you if can say I, for various reasons. If I could have one celebrity guest on the pod, who would it be and why? It would be, and I'm just going to say, it would be Beyonce because I want as many people to listen to that episode as possible because the whole, you know, we love doing the pod. The pod is fun, but I would also like to see the pod expand. And I feel like having someone like Beyonce on the pod would allow us to reach a broader audience, mm. which, okay. you know, we have a good time doing what we do, but it would also be Some nice. Some weeks to, more than others. <laughs> it would also be nice to have 
a super large audience. And I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not going to, you know, say that it wouldn't be great to have. And we'll get there. And we will. We will. But no, but I'm saying like if I had to choose, it would definitely be Beyonce. And it will be, okay, twofold. First, because I really would like to talk to Beyonce and ask her some questions. You think you would actually be able to talk? Absolutely. Uh, Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be able to talk to Beyonce. She's just a person. Okay. And second of all, because I think that it would help us broaden our reach. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jay? Um, this is a hard one because I have like I have so many people in my head because that's kind of the difference with one of the things that I've learned also with Ray and I is like I will have like so many opinions and career because I have I have a hard time sometimes composing my thoughts to just be one thing, and Ray is always very decisive why he answered with Beyonce. And for me, I have so many people. Um, I'm going to list a few of them and oh give you God. the reasons. Okay. One, I would say um, I would love to have also Beyonce. That's like North Star, like love for that to happen. Uh, I also would settle for uh, Michelle Williams. Oh, don't say it, bitch. Kelly no. Rowland. Okay, so you did that wrong. So settle for is not the word you want to use. Okay. Or the word. I would compromise my, no, no, my no, no, desire. No. Also wrong. Also wrong. I would celebrate an interview chance with the other members of <laughs> Destiny's Child. Um, I, it would also be great to I have, also would love to have like other media moguls such as uh, Oprah. Um, I would love to have Andy Cohen. Um, I I feel like there's so many Andy people. Cohen, yeah, Jennifer Lewis. I would fucking no no no, no 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 no. Let's go back. Let's go back. Andy Cohen, yeah, is that his name from What Happened Live? What Watch What Happened Live? It is, but tell me more. Why? Because look what he's look look what he's become. And he was a producer. He started as an intern and was a producer, and then he worked his way up in E, and he's been able to have a platform that he's been able to make millions upon just being his authentic self. So okay. I would love to know more about that, how he's been able to navigate that in, in, in this industry. Jennifer Lewis all is right. another one. I think, think that would be a kiki of all kikis. Jennifer Lewis is the mom on blackish. She's um, like the grandmom on blackish. Yeah. I think those yes. are like the, my top top. I feel like I'll probably have more as we talk, but um, those are like the ones that are coming to top of mind. Okay. No, I get it. So next question. But um, you know that was dream guest. Okay. If all of all those people are in your dreams, that's fine. I mean, my dreams can be just as expressive as yours. Um <laughs> uh, okay, so question um from uh one of our guests in April. Hey Piper. Um what do you think about Sihara having an almost all white team? I feel like she's in the grip. She has a grip on a mid-tempo R&B, and then she switches lanes and and targets a larger demographic. Now, I didn't realize her whole her majority of her team was white until of recent. Didn't she post something on Instagram? I think you showed me on Instagram. I showed you. I think you did. No, it wasn't me. Or maybe it was. Maybe it was Piper. No, 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 no it wasn't. Um, me. but what are your thoughts? I showed on, you Virgil. Well, I didn't even show you, but Virgil. What are your thoughts well. on a black um artist having a largely white um team? So I think it's problematic, and the reason that I think that it's problematic is because, you know, as a brown person, as someone who's a person of color. I would be looking to white brands to diversify. I would be looking to white brands to have people of color 
whatever that means. And it's not just black people, but people of color on a team. I don't know if we even talked about, did we talk about Virgil yes. in previous weeks? So mm-hmm. we talked about Virgil and how, you know, with Off-White, how he's been called out recently for having a predominantly white team. And I don't think that that does your team any justice. And it's beyond, it really honestly goes beyond just the optics of it or the idea that um, you should just do it because it's right. And it goes to the idea of inclusivity from a standpoint of if you are trying to reach an inclusive audience, and if you're trying to reach a broad audience, then you need to make sure that you are hitting on different marks. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to do that if your team is predominantly white. You're just not going to do it because they any any group, you know, it doesn't matter what the group is, is not going to be able to give you what you need to reach the broad audience, you need to make sure that you have a diverse I agree. team. And I think I would that, agree that is a, pit, it's, I would, it's, it's a pitfall. I, I feel like it is, I think, and I, I agree, right, completely, because I feel like if you have the, if you gain the privilege to have a seat at a table, it's your job to bring people to the table that don't, that are not represented. And I feel like with any celebrity, um, no matter what your identity is, um, or you or you have whatever identity you you have, whether visible or non visible, um, it's important for you to just acknowledge your privilege for having a seat at that table. And, and shame on Sierra, shame on Virgil for not acknowledging that privilege and leaning into it and bringing people of talent in in all other areas of artist management or whatever. So. Agreed. And I think like to what you're saying, it's like, yes, do it because it's the right thing. But ultimately, even if you're looking at it through a lens of how can I be the most profitable, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, in the case of a Virgil, you want to be the most profitable. You want to put out product that the largest subsection or section of the population is going to want to buy with Sierra. Again, you want to put out the product that the largest section of America or the world even is going to want to buy. And if you are having your work, your artistry put through a lens that is Caucasian. Oh, not the Caucasian. That's not going to help you to be as, um, as di- not even diverse, but as general or as broad as you want to be to sell your product. I agree. Whether it be clothes, whether it be music, Come whether on, it bitch, be tell whatever. Like you want to have people of color in the room because you want to reach that demographic. And I feel like that's what a lot of these brands are mm-hmm. missing. That's what the Gucci's of the world are missing. So let's bring in Dapper Dan. You know, that's what a lot of these brands are missing. And when I listened to Sierra's new album, what I, the first thought that went through my mind was, who is this for? You like the album, so don't even try to. No, no, no. I, okay, so first of all, like is a strong word. Oh, okay. Okay. I think Well, you I think the album misheard. was about as corny as herself on Instagram with her man. And that's the thing. It's like, who... That's what I thought when I heard it. I was like, this is a little all over the place. 
who is it for? I like Sierra. I want to see her succeed. But maybe part of the problem is she didn't have the people in the room. You know, again, I always bring it back to Hamilton Mm-mm. for someone to be in the room where it happens. You want to make sure that you have the right people in the room where it happens. Come on along with the don't, tea. You know what, bitch? <laughs> if you don't, you are you the will, wings beneath my wing. Am, am I, I though? Am I? You're the wind beneath my <laughs> You'll wings. find yourself in trouble if you don't have Ooh, those bitch. people in the room. That was a long answer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, two part yes. answer. Come on, two part uh-huh. answer. Yes. Okay, so here's Come on, a shady here, bitch. <laughs> Go on. Here is a question from uh, Becky O. Kaylee. And she said, who do you think the top Democratic candidate for 2020 will be and why? Am I starting? You go first. So it's too early to tell. That's what I will say. Um, I do a lot of watching of this shit. I watch a lot of news on tv cnn yeah cnn shit. msbc bitch. Um, M- uh, msbc all the shits, bitch. she'd be watching pbs <laughs> with good good i don't watch Dion pbs Warwick, i don't watch cnn but i do watch a lot of news i watch so i i get my news from a lot of different sources which i would suggest that um all of you do the same you don't want it from one source or another um but what i would say is that if if you're asking what public opinion is or what the pundits are saying, then it would be um, Joe Biden, which that's great. You know, Joe Biden, part of the reason why Joe Biden is so popular right now in all the polls that you're seeing is just really an afterglow effect and a name recognition effect because he has almost 100% name recognition, which that is self-explanatory it's you know people recognize his name because he was vice president for eight fucking years Mm -hmm. okay that's obvious um look at the facts but it's also an afterglow effect because you know a lot of people especially democrats a lot of people and especially a lot of young people really associate with uh, associate the obama biden presidency slash vice presidency with hope and, you know, um, inclusivity and change and all these things that are pluses. So that's why he's a front runner right now. But what I would caution people on, quite frankly, where we're like, I don't know, seven months or so out from the first primary. So the Democratic primary will happen before the general election next year. Democratic, Democratic primary will happen, I think, early next year. And I would say just look at the candidates with an open mind and really listen to what they're saying. Exactly. And make a decision then. Don't feel like you have to make a decision now because it's hella early. This is so early. No one should really be thinking about, oh, yes, that's the person I'm going to pull a lever for because we have not even seen them on a debate stage yet. I agree. So I would say 2020 is, feel even though it feels so close, it is so far away. Uh, and there's a lot of learning for us. I think that, who I thought I loved at first, I learned through research and through interviews and through understanding more of their platform. I started questioning whether I, I believed in their platform or supported. So I think the first, isn't the first um, debate the end of June? Yes. So I think we'll learn more about like those people. And I'm sure Trump will have a lot to say on Twitter. So I will have our ears to the Twitter streets. Um, and our final question 
we're moving on. I mean, do you have anything else to say? That was so fast. You, do you have anything? I said a lot. Do you have anything I know, else bitch. to say? I, I agree with a lot of you said because we we the same <laughs> brain, bitch. It's, it, I mean, it's too early. But That's, good question. I think ultimately, good it's too question early. Yeah. to our list. We, these are these are some good questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the last question is anonymous. So, oh, Ooh, what's um, this question? It said, "Should I feel threatened by my boyfriend having an ex who doesn't want a relationship?" Bitch, yes. You think? I'll let you start, but yes. So let's 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 remind the question. So, okay, so that'd be like you uh-huh. having a relationship with me, and my ex not in, not wanting a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Okay, I'm letting you start. I would say ultimately, I would be in my feelings, like, and I would have lots of questions as the new why, person, as as the person, yes. as. If I were this person and my boyfriend was, right. you know, ex didn't want a relationship with me, I would I would have questions, mm-hmm. um, and I would I'd bring those questions to my boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and I would ex- communicate how this made me feel, right. and I think it's up to your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, you for that person, and then to take that, receive that, and manage that. Meaning they go back to their ex because I'm sure they have a relationship. Right. And they say, you know, hey, that right. wasn't That's cool. the implication. That wasn't cool that, you know, you, you know, you don't want a relationship with my girlfriend. You know, she's my girlfriend. You know, I I, I, I love her. Or if that has even been thrown out, you know, I'm, I, I. Or him. You know, I, I, I really, or him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, ultimately this is who I'm with right now. And I, it would mean a lot to me as the boyfriend for you to at least acknowledge them. Uh, you don't have to be friends, but that you should be friendly. And it would mean a lot to me because it would mean a lot to her or him or them. Uh, and that's, I think I would, if I were this person, I would take it to my boyfriend and I would share like, this is how it makes me feel. And this is what I need from you. Okay. So yes. What, what was your thoughts, bitch? <laughs> so yes. All right. <laughs> but I think so. The but the question was something. To, wait, what was the question? Wait, wait, we gotta go back. Go back. Go back up. Go Should back. I feel threatened? Should I feel threatened? That was the question. So I think it's a very specific question, which is: Should I feel threatened if this person who has already been in my significant other's life feels like they do not want to have a relationship with me as the new significant other. I don't think you feel threatened. And I think my answer to that is yes. And so here's the thing. So I'm going to be, I give it a hundred. I feel this like this episode, you've been giving it a hundred and ten. I, I feel like people, well, don't slam. People don't want to say that they feel threatened about things or that they feel vulnerable. And like, normally I don't want to feel vulnerable either. Well, but if, if I'm being yeah. honest about it, I would say, yes, you should feel threatened to a certain degree by that. Saying now, taking that one step further, I do agree with Jay, where I think that really your issue is not with the ex, it's with your, uh, your partner. It's will, with your partner. Yeah. And you need to go to your significant other and say, okay, so we need to have a one-on-one and have a very serious conversation about how this makes me feel. Because how I feel is extremely important because we are in a relationship. Boom, boom. And what ultimately needs to happen, (laughs) what ultimately needs to happen is the significant other needs to go back to their ex and say, listen, Mm -hmm. 
you don't have to be friends with my new, you know, partner. My bill. But you need to be cordial. That's what I said. You need to say hello. Respect, you know what I mean? Like out of respect it's for res- me. It's respect. It's res- and it's respect out of it's it's out of respect for this relationship that I'm building with this new person. And it's one of those things where it's like, I get it. It's like, really, it's up to the current boyfriend or girlfriend to really step up mm-hmm. and make that decision that, that they're out, going bitch. to do that or not to do that. And what I would say to the person who asked the question is that if your current boyfriend or girlfriend is not willing to do that, then I think that some, says a lot to, about your relationship yeah, you have some things and your through. importance in the hierarchy of their life. Because I think we've probably talked about hierarchies before. Hierarchies exist. It's a thing in relationships. And if you're not above the ex, that's a problem. Oh, bitch. Ain't that the truth? Plain and simple. Well, that was a good, that was a good, there were some good rounds of questions. Uh, we want to thank our listeners and maybe we'll do this again sometime in season two. Um, we yeah, wanna, questions are cute. Like yeah, that. they are cute. So <laughs> I would say as, as a happy ending, we don't have quotes this week. We just want to really share our gratitude to each and every one of you for listening this Indeed. last year. We have yes. reached, uh, last I checked over 11,000, 11, over 11,000 individual yes. listens in in over 11 we reached 10,000 the end of April so we're over 11,000 it's not even the end of May yeah it's um, one year so thank you so much for listening each week dealing with our foolery and shade foolery is fun though <laughs> and laughs and drunkenness because some weeks <laughs> I have been messy oh, I'm glad and you admit that the hangover has been real oh, you're um, getting old bitch it's mm-hmm. fine you already are old. Um, so for me, I'm, 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 I feel the love each and every week when we release the episodes and we hear from our listeners and we see our people out in the streets in Seattle and they say they listen. So I, I appreciate it a lot. I do too. So gratitude. And it's funny because um, someone that I met more recently, um, she posts a lot about gratitude on social media and I think gratitude is so important because I think that a lot of people are not necessarily grateful for their blessings and grateful for the the good and positive things that come into mm-hmm. their lives and I want to make it unequivocally known that Jay and I feel so grateful for you we feel grateful for your listens we feel grateful for your engagement on whatever mm-hmm. level that engagement happens. We feel grateful for you coming to bingo for the people who are in Washington. And we're going to feel super grateful for those of you who come out to our party on June 7th for shuffle and repeat. Cause it's going to be a nineties and two thousands moment. We're going to drink. We're going to dance and we're going to have a great time. I will have lots of water that evening. Yes. And keep in mind, this is really the end of the road for year one. Yeah, oh, so we're sad. taking. Uh, we decided to release two episodes a week because this week because we are going to be prepping for our one year anniversary party on June seventh, as Ray said. So we decided to do next week take a break, but you'll have two episodes to listen to while we're away, and yes. we will be back the um, the following week yes. with some updates to our format, some new segments, yes. new um, release date, and new release date. June tenth, I believe, is going to be. Yeah, the date we're going to. We heard from our Monday. listeners. We've heard from our listeners that having the episodes early in the week is much more exciting because then they can listen to it um, 
on their way to commute to, to a horrible Monday morning workday, uh, as we all hate Mondays. So we have decided, as Ray said, to revisit our release date. So again, thank you so much for this year. It has been so rewarding uh, and really exciting. We will look forward to an amazing year, too. And without you, we would be... Boo boo, bitch. No, we'd be without you, going we'd nowhere. Be, no, without you, we'd be boo boo. And we also have a live show coming up again for the people in Seattle. We'll have details yes. for that coming up. Yes, we uh, we summer is about to be lit. So be sure so to follow lit. us at He Said He Said Pod on all streaming services and all social media accounts. Look out for that live show announcement on our timeline and in your motherfucking ticket history. We look forward to seeing you there and seeing you at our one year anniversary and seeing and your you ticket history. It. Yes, bitch, because we all had history and tickets. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We'll, we'll pull over that too. Yeah. So thank you so and much. If I don't know what that means, and they don't know what that. Oh, means. they know, bitch. <laughs> Trina. Okay. I speak fluent. Ja. I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> I speak fluent. How you doing? <laughs> so we love you guys so much and i'm going yes. to bed bitch i am tired boots have a great couple of weeks we'll talk to y'all a couple later. weeks bitch only one week a couple of weeks by the time they listen to us again bitch okay felicia bye yeah, let's look at the calendar <laughs> all right have a great couple of weeks bye <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,